The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. The breaking news continues. First, Aaron Rodgers back to the Packers. Whatever. Russell Wilson's going to the Denver Broncos. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? This isn't the Cam Robinson franchise tag podcast? It is not. That is a separate stream, Jamie. I got the wrong one. See <laughs> separate stream. What do you think about that from the offensive line? Uh, all right, here's the deal. Seattle gets Drew Locke, Noah Fant, defensive lineman Shelby Harris. Also, two firsts, two seconds, and a fifth-round pick. The Broncos get Russell Wilson and a fourth round pick. There is a lot to unpack here, including that fourth, a fifth swap is probably the key to the deal. Yeah. And a fantasy fight that Heath and I are going to have in a little bit. We've already had off the air. That's why. <laughs> but before we get to that, who is the biggest winner? Heath, you can go first. Who's the biggest winner? Uh, I think that the biggest winner is probably Alberto. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, Noah Fant being shipped out. He gets a quarterback. He's an, an elite young talent. Um, I think he's the biggest winner. Jamie, how about you? Who's the biggest winner? Oh, I mean, I, I mean, Hackett. It's not even close. Other than Alberto <laughs> and Hackett. Great, great stuff, Dave. Let's win an award with this podcast. Who's the biggest winner? <laughs> I think you're looking at a real good opportunity for uh, Gerald Everett if he stays in Seattle, you know. But Definitely fans, those two tight ends for no fans. That's the biggest loser, obviously. Okay. Uh, I'll no, ask he's not even the biggest loser. Okay, so Dave, who's the real biggest winner? I think it's Javante Williams' thing stand now. The fact that he's got the main running back role in his path. The Broncos could take it away from him if they add somebody else. But lead running back in this offense, good enough offensive line, great receiving core, super dangerous quarterback. Absolutely think that the the table's been set for him to be an awesome top 10 type of fantasy running back in his second season. Okay, Jamie, how about you? Round two, other than Nathaniel Hackett, biggest winner here. I mean, I was serious. Um, Mm. It's the receivers. It's Judy, Sutton, and and Patrick. You know, they all win to various degrees. Uh, Obviously, Jerry Judy's going to be the one that gets drafted first, understandably so, because he's got the best pedigree. Uh, but we know what Russell Wilson likes to do. He has, you know, success with guys down the field, and Sutton and Patrick do that a little bit more than Judy does as of now. So uh, I think Albert O's a winner. I think the receiving core is a winner. Javante Williams is a winner. I mean, everybody in Denver is a winner. So it's uh, it's a great situation. Russell Wilson's a winner, you know, because he uh, he gets a fresh start, and hopefully he has a lot of shootouts coming with Patrick Mahomes and and Justin Herbert and, and potentially Derek Carr if he's still the quarterback for the Raiders. What a division. Okay, now who's the highest-ranked wide receiver on either Denver or Seattle, Heath? 
I currently still have DK as the highest ranked wide receiver, but they are all um, the five of them. And I'm throwing Tim Patrick right in there in the mix with Sutton and Judy. The reason I didn't say one of the wide receivers is the biggest winner, I wasn't trying to be funny. I thought in terms of actual fantasy value, where they started versus where they're going to end up, Albert O was the biggest winner. Um, I don't know who the I number one. I agree for, the, for your argument. Mm, but Thank you were you. trying to be funny, and it was funny. I don't know who the number one wide receiver on the Broncos is going to be this year. Um, so I, I've got DK at at the top. But um, if one of those guys can separate and build some rapport, like if we hear that Russell Wilson's having breakfast with <laughs> Jerry Judy at training camp, then we'll know who to rank uh, number one amongst the guys. Who do you think loses more? Not who's ranked higher, because you, you had Metcalf ranked higher than Lockett, but who loses more with D- Wilson's departure Metcalf or Lockett, Dave? I think it's Lockett. I think those two had a real connection. We saw them get in rhythm a lot sooner than Metcalf got in rhythm with Wilson when Russ came back from the broken finger last year. We saw it at the start of the season, too, when everybody was healthy, that Russ was just connecting deep with Tyler Lockett. He's been doing that for years. And so that makes me really nervous about what to expect from Tyler Lockett, who is already one of those very up-and-down fantasy receivers. One week, 18 points. Next week, five fantasy points. I think he's going to have a lot more games that are going to be around five or eight fantasy points with somebody other than Russell Wilson at quarterback. All right, we've got the Broncos. Actually, there's from all the other quarterbacks that might be available, I think there's only one. This is my Dr. Strange holding up the one finger one quarterback that I think could put Tyler Lockett right back on the map where he was, and that's Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. If if Watson goes there, who's the other one, Heath? James. You give you give Jameis, DK, and Lockett, and just let him let him throw the ball down the field to those guys. He could make them the same thing. He, I, I don't know if he could be Almost. as good. With no way. I, I I don't. I I would obviously I'd rather have Watson than Jameis. Jameis would be For second sure. best, but I think Watson's the one that would make me feel really good about going back to Lockett. I think we should circle back to Trubisky from earlier this morning. Yeah, yeah, right. I think (laughs) before we started the show, I said... That would be a nightmare. Before we started started the show, I said something that was, without question, accurate, that sounded a little bit degrading toward Russell Wilson. And Heath just let me have it. And now he he basically just called Jameis Winston Russell Wilson, saying that Lockett would be the same with, with Jameis there. So I do take exception to that, Heath. Uh, what, so, Adam, you said that J- Russell Wilson has not had a full great season in five years. I s- um, now, let that, me that would suggest that 2020, when he threw 40 touchdowns, 4,200 yards, was not a full great year. It would suggest that 2019, when he finished second, when he made the AP and he finished second in the um, – Offensive player of the year, that it wasn't a great year. It would suggest that 2017. No, that was the year. Led the league in touchdown. No, that was the year. That was the year. What I meant was that from start to finish, because (laughs) Russell Wilson, two, it's now three years in a row, really. Incredibly hot start, pretty lousy finish. And that happened in 20. Obviously, okay, you can give him a little bit of a pass this year because he came back pretty early from the thumb injury. But 2021 or 2020, that absolutely happened. It wasn't nearly as good in the second half. 2019, that absolutely happened. That's all I'm saying. He hasn't been a consistent quarterback from start to finish of the season. Maybe you could say he was in 2018, but he wasn't that good for fantasy because they barely threw that year. He was QB 8 or 9. So that's all I'm saying. I I love him. I mean, I think think it's going to be great, but I'm just saying he has not put together 
the full season numbers have been there at the end of the year. So that's how I think you and I are, are really just semantics. You're just he's, listening he's, to what I said. He's used to watching Daniel Jones. So no. he knows great quarterbacks from uh, start to finish. What I'm saying is 100% accurate. He has not put together a <laughs> strong season from start to finish in fantasy since 2017. But I, the re- I, and, and we need to move on to something else because this is not really relevant to what we're talking about no, as much. Wilson. But um, like the, the good halves of his season have been the best quarterback in football. So if he had played a full season like that, he would be the best quarterback in football over the last couple of years. I think the he's guy getting that an I offensive line upgrade. He might be yep. getting a play caller upgrade. He's you know might be getting just more depth, depth of weapons upgrade. You know because I, I don't want to say that the Broncos have a top two like Metcalf and Lockett because they don't. But across the board, you know, especially if Albert O is legit, um, you know, maybe best running back since Marshawn Lynch or, or peak Chris Carson at least. You know, if Javante Williams does what he's capable of doing. So there, there's a lot to love about this. And and again, you know, in terms of his production, he's going to have some some big games or at least have to have some big games when he's going up against Herbert, going up against Josh Allen, or excuse me, Mahomes, um, maybe Carr, you know, depending on what the Raiders end up doing there. But it's, uh, it, it's, it's a chance for him to go into the back half of his career or the latter stages of his career and, and have some, you know, huge stats. And hopefully he stays consistent over the course of the season. I mean, yeah, you're right. Obviously he's had some, some highs and lows over the course of a of a year, but the body of work is clearly uh, you know amazing. It is last seven seasons he's been a top six quarterback four times. The three times that he wasn't, two years was injury. One he played through an injury the entire season. The other was last year, and then there was that 2018 season that I already mentioned where he threw 430 times. I don't know something very very low. They barely threw. Now you're saying, all right, how can he get better than what he was? I think it's they got to throw the ball more because I don't think in the last I just used the last seven years uh, they've never Seattle's never been higher than 16th in pass attempts. I hope the Broncos go that route and let Russ cook, but I you, like like you just said you can't call it a, an upgrade in, in weapons. Right? It's not like, he's leaving a pretty damn good situation, but hopefully they throw the ball more. So I haven't even asked this question yet, and here we are nine minutes in. Is he moving up or down in the rankings? Jamie, go first. Well, I was low on Wilson, um, mistakenly so. You know, as I thought about it uh, at the combine, I had him behind Lance and Fields, and that was a mistake. Um, but I also had Watson a little too high, not knowing what his situation was going to be. So when I was going to adjust my rankings later this week, following the franchise tag deadline today, um, he was going to move up to uh, probably. I think I had him at fourteen. I was going to move him up to eleven. Now I might move him as high as six. Uh, I am expecting a potential Kyler Murray holdout uh, based on some of the things you heard at the combine. So. There could be a, a problem there, especially if the, the weapons aren't restocked. Uh, I'll take him ahead of Dak. I'll take him ahead of Stafford. I'll take him ahead of Burrow. Um, so depending on Kyler's situation, Kyler's six for me right now. So six or seven, but he won't be lower than seven. Dave? I want who's ever left from Kyler, Dak, Wilson, Burrow as my quarterback. And it's those four. And I, I feel like if if you're drafting Russell Wilson as the sixth quarterback off the board, you're drafting him a little bit too close to his ceiling. I, I He's got great receivers. We just talked about Javante Williams and how important and impactful he'll be. No doubt Russ is going to have a lot of great games. I don't know if he's got QB1 upside, even now. Um, you can make the case for it. I don't see it. I think he's definitely got QB5 upside. But if you're taking him as the sixth quarterback off the board, I feel like it's a little too soon. I've got him eight, as we sit here right now. Okay. It, was that up or down from when he was on Seattle? It's up. I had him at 10, I think. Okay. Heath? I had him nine. I've got him nine for now. I'm a 
I may adjust him a couple spots. He is. I, I agree that he's right in that tier. It's just I've got uh, Kyler, Hertz, and Dak, all three just ahead of him. Um, I do have him ahead of Burrow by a pretty good spot. He's not, He won't move down. If he moves, it could be ahead of one of those three or two of those three. Did all of you answer the who's the highest ranked wide receiver, or was that just Heath? Because I'd actually be interested to in know me. what everybody... Heath said DK Metcalf. Is anybody putting Sutton or Judy ahead of Metcalf? Not yet, Not but yet. if it's Drew Locke, then I might. <laughs> <laughs> right. What Are you putting Sutton or Judy ahead of Lockett? Yes. Both? One? Both. I uh, still have Lockett ahead of them. I haven't really thought that much about it yet. The, the first piece of information that I've got is 25 touchdowns for wide receivers in Seattle last year. 17 of them were to wide receivers that were lined up wide. So left receiver, right receiver, those guys, 17 of 25 touchdowns. I imagine when I go back and look at Russ's history, that's going to be the area where touchdowns came for wide receivers, not necessarily in the slot. It does make me want to gravitate toward Cortland Sutton in a major way. All right. I think we're going to find out a lot about Jerry Judy. And Alberto overpaid for me too. Yeah. yeah, I would agree with that. We'll find out a lot about these guys. Uh, how much is the, is the quarterback going to help? It's going to, going to be very helpful for sure. And, See how they stack up against DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Very, very fun trade. Very interesting stuff. Fun day around the NFL. And stay tuned for our Cam Robinson podcast right after this. Joe, but we should at the very end throw in like oh, Mike Williams. Three years, 60 million, I believe, has been reported with 40 million of that guaranteed. He is going to continue to get a bunch of targets. He, I, I was way too low on him in my initial rankings. Yeah, and, and and I think I, I mentioned this uh, on our combine recap. Brandon Staley was on set with us at, at at Indy for HQ and just glowing about Mike Williams. And so uh, clearly the the investment has been made, and so hopefully he, he continues to deliver. But I mean, the uh, the they 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 announced that that deal right as uh, as the Russell Wilson trade was was happening. So hey, don't forget about us. We, we made our big deal too. Anything else? Aaron Rodgers thought he's gonna have a whole day to himself. <laughs> me. I got paid. Look at me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> Should have done it on Monday. Okay, guys. Thank you very much. And hope this was a helpful podcast for you all. We'll talk to you. I don't know when. Scheduled podcast is Thursday, but we'll be around as news breaks. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. Peace.